Blog Talk Radio. One source for knowledge in the information age. High frequency radio network.
committing a crime. Get a lot for that. I won't snitch. I ain't dropping a dime. I'm a self-made hustler, top of the line. like to welcome you to another episode of the foundation here on high frequency radio network this is the foundation and we are high frequency blah blah i'm your host so l seeker of truth l speaker of truth l it is my pleasure to welcome you to this episode today's episode is what will you do when currency goes digital, digital, digital is coming. What you going to do? There's nothing you can do about it. You know, I mean, a lot of people talk about we're going to set up these private communities and we're going to borrow and exchange with gold and silver and trades. And, all right, man. I mean, there's going to be pockets to that popping off and all over the country, all over the world. But realistically, let's be for real. What you going to do when currency goes digital? But. Like I said, I would like to welcome you to the foundation where we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So we are, as always, correctly applying that correct information here at the foundation. I want to start off by saying all thanks, praisers, and honors due to the creator and ancestors. I want to say peace, shout out, big up, salute. Holla Black to my brother, Big Brother, 
my mentor, one of my mentors, my friend, Yusuf L. You know, High Frequency Radio Network creator. You know, he did this dance, then he did the Private Side Solution dance, then he did the SPC University dance, and then, you know, I couldn't even keep up. But, you know, he's the man. I want to shout him out. I do it every show, every time, because why not? You know? It's only right. Holler at the people who, you know, blazed the path before us. I want to invite you to check out WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Just like it sounds, just like it's spelled, welcome to thefoundation.com. Sign up for the email list, number one, first and foremost. Reaching a milestone here pretty soon with that email email list, so I would appreciate it if y'all, you know, sign up for that email list. That's dope. Blah, blah, I appreciate it. Check out the PDF section, welcome to thefoundation.com. Free, just grab it, download it, bounce. Do your dance. <clears throat> I also want to invite you. To check out, you know, the Instagram, the Facebook, all that stuff. You can find out on WelcomeToTheFoundation.com, the Education tab, you know, Foundation Trust Primer. We got the Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. You got to email me. The website, the website hasn't been updated yet. What else can I say? But you can email me, still get it. You know, admin at WelcomeToTheFoundation.com. Get your hands on the Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, Part 3. You know, break, basic breakdown. There's over 80 different types of trust, y'all. You know. And anyone tells you they know them all, wow. You know, W-O-W, you know what I mean? But the deal of it is, you got to understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and what proper structure you're using. We break that down in the Foundation Trust Series. And we get into some, you know, more graduated things with regards to finance. And, uh, you know, different types of investments that we consider, you know, making from the private side in part three, you know. So I recommend you check that out. We got the Foundation Trust Primer if you just brand new, you know, over over 18 documents. Pretty sure it's over 18 documents, hand, hand selected by yours truly. If you don't know where to start, you just, you know, you're just waking up and it's like, what's going on? I would start there, you know. And that's in the education tab. At welcome to the foundation.com. You could also book a consultation. You can make a donation. You know, you can do all this at welcome to the foundation.com. I definitely want to say peace to all the trustees in private trustee training as well as those investing in their private education. And peace to all the listeners, the live listeners, live callers, internet listeners, podcast listeners, MP3 listeners. I don't know how else, you know, webcast listeners. Definitely want to say peace, you know, the audience, you know, through the years, y'all, y'all definitely carried me. I also want to say peace to anyone that, you know, has a foundation. So, L, you know, cross paths, done business with in the private, anyone who's sent an email, well wishes, a current event, you know, or otherwise added to the foundation, sent a file, said, hey, so check this out. I want to say, you know, peace to you. So we're going to get into this show, What Will You Do When Currency Goes Digital? But first, we're going to jump in these current events. You know that dizzance. We're going to start off with the businessinsider.com. I like to check in on this retail apocalypse every now and then. These 37 retailers 
that restaurant companies have filed for bankruptcy or liquidation in 2020. We got 2020 has been a hectic year for retail bankruptcies. The previous year saw a number of well-known national and regional retailers file for both Chapter 7 and 11 bankruptcy. This resulted in everything from outright liquidation to financial reshuffling. But as the pandemic whirls, the industry, more major retailers and restaurant chains have now filed for bankruptcy in the first nine months of 2020 than all of 2019. I guess we just three months, three months shy of the other year. I mean, they're trying to make it. I do like that they acknowledge that there was bankruptcies going on before the pandemic. I respect that. That's why that's why we're going to cite this. Here's a list of the retail companies and restaurant chains that have filed for bankruptcy so far in 2020. I mean, am I going to read through this list? The entire fleet of Papyrus stores was slated to shut down. The Sherman Retail Group filed for bankruptcy in January. Kroger announced it would divest its stake in Lucky's Market in December. Grocery industry observers wondered whether the regional chain might be in jeopardy. The following month, Lucky's filed for Chapter 11. Organic Grocery Grocer Earth Fair filed for Chapter Filed. What's wrong with me? Filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in February. The chain's 50 natural food stores were set to shut down. Noah's event venue, a chain offering spaces for various gatherings, technically filed for bankruptcy in May 2019. However, in February 2020, a federal judge ordered the remaining Noah's location closed, leaving engaged cu- couples around the country scrambling. Scramble Damble, Home Goods retailer Pier One filed for Chapter 11. Michigan-based Art Van Furniture filed for Chapter 11 in March. Models, models, I don't know, Sporting Goods filed for Chapter 11 in March. First Food Global Restaurants, the parent company of the Brio Italian Mediterranean and Bravo Fresh Italian Restaurants chains filed for Chapter 11, April 10th. 71 of its 92 restaurants temporarily closed. True Religion filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in April 13th. J. Crew. Chapter 11, May 4th. Neiman Marcus, Chapter 11, May 7th. Stage Stores, which owns Goodies, Palais Royale, Beals, Peebles, and Gordman's, filed for Chapter 11, May 10th. Garden Fresh Restaurants, Chapter 7, May 14th. J.C. Penney, May 15th, saying in court documents that pandemic-related disruptions pushed it over to, pushed it over the edge. On September 9th, it announced it had reached a tentative deal with its landlords to save it from liquidation. The deal was signed on October 28th, May 27th. 27th. Off-price retailer Tuesday morning filed for Chapter 11. Le Pain. Le Pain? Le Pain? Le Pain? Quitty Dain? I don't know how to pronounce that, fam. I know it's French, though. Chapter 11, May 27th. GNC, Chapter 11, June 24th. Chuck E. Cheese, man. Dang, Chuck E. Cheese. Chapter 11, June 25th. Lucky Brand. Dungarees. Chapter 11, June 3rd. Brooks Brothers. Chapter 11, 
July 8th. I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to read. I'm, I think there's, there's a lot more. I'm just going to keep going. Y'all get the drift, right? CNN business. Lyft's business is nearly half of what it was before the pandemic. The company reported Tuesday that revenue fell 48% compared to the year ago. In the third quarter, just below $500 million. Active riders fell 44% over the same period to $12.5 million. Lyft's latest earnings report shows the ongoing negative impact of the pandemic on its business, but it also illustrates how it has rebounded since the second quarter of this year when ridership plummeted to $8.7 million. I'm sorry, a million riders. Quote, our Q3 revenue grew by 47% quarter over quarter, driven by meaningful recovery in active riders. End quote. This is Lyft's chief financial officer, Brian Roberts. I always like people who have a first name and a last name, but the first names, like a first last name, like Robert or, you know, Dwayne Bruce. I think that's, I think that's, uh, it tickles me. Roberts said the company remains focused on achieving profitability, excluding certain costs, but by the fourth quarter of 2021, even with a slower recovery, Robert Uber has also set sights on measure of profitability sometime next year. <clears throat> Ouch face. Ongoing, CNN business, million of Americans have been out of work for months. Nearly 3.6 million Americans were out of work for at least 27 weeks in October, a stunning jump of nearly 50% from September, according to the jobs report released Friday by the Bureau of Labor Statistics. They now account for one-third of the unemployed, up from less than one-fifth of a month earlier. And the number is expected to increase in the coming months especially as hiring slows. The economy added 680, nope, 638,000 jobs in October, which was more than economists had expected, but marked a slowdown in hiring from prior months. Meanwhile, the unemployment rate fell to 6.9% from 7.9% from the month before. Still nationwide, there are about 10 million fewer jobs in October than in February. And among the 11 million Americans who remain unemployed, the median duration of joblessness was about 19.3 weeks in October. It has steadily ticked up since the pandemic began. Mm. Bye, y'all. CNN Business, from Exxon to Charles Schwab, white-collar job cuts are mounting. And it ain't, it's not just blue-collar jobs or service-level jobs that are being hit. It's white-collar jobs. A lot of people feel like no one's safe. No one. And I understand that. I really do. For me, it's just even more incentive to <clears throat> really take this time. You know, if you do have time, if you're at home, take this time to learn a new skill or a new trade. YouTube, that man, these fools are giving away stuff for free for ad revenue. They're giving away all types of knowledge on YouTube. I have a feeling that they're going to lock that down pretty soon. You know, I think YouTube is going to be heavily entertainment and weird videos. And if you want to get into the knowledge part or something, you're going to have to pay for it. But as of now, you know, a lot of that stuff is still free. But you can learn everything on YouTube, man. And I think it's, you know, in your interest, in everyone's interest to, you know, learn, learn a new skill. Learn, learn something that can, you know, generate some type of income for you, whether it's all your income, a portion of your income, double your income, that can't be taken away from you in some sort of, you know, layoff. 
CNN, New York. Business. The pandemic has wiped out millions of mostly low-income jobs in hotels, restaurants, retail, and other hard-hit corners of the economy. Now the pink slips are spreading to higher-paid office workers. In the last few days, ExxonMobil, Chevron, Charles Schwab, Raytheon, I'm sorry, and Raytheon have announced plans to cut thousands of white-collar jobs. Thousands. I lost my place. I lost my place. There I was. Nope. That's on top of major layoffs already announced or reported in the press at Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Salesforce, Allstate, and CNN owner Warner Media. Corporate America's belt tightening provides more evidence of the fragile and uneven nature of the economic recovery from the pandemic. Just as laid off Americans in some parts of the economy are returning to work, others are filing for unemployment. Quote, this is a secondary impact from the pandemic, and it will slow the recovery as we see more layoffs ripple through different industries. End quote. This is Gus Faucher, Faucher, Thatcher, Fusher. I don't know, man. I try, y'all. Chief economist at PNG. If it continues, the pink slips hitting office workers could have wide-reaching consequences for the economy, impacting everything from home buying and shopping to credit card defaults. Quote, the slow trickle of white-collar layoffs is very impactful because they spend the most. End quote. This is Danielle DiMartino Booth, who is CEO and chief strategist at Quill Intelligence. Dang, dang. CNN Business, the U.S. job market probably won't recover until 2024. The pace of America's job recovery has surprised many economists after losing a record-breaking number of jobs, more than 22 million. In the wake of spring lockdowns, the economy added back roughly half of those lost positions over the summer. As of last week's October jobs report, the United States is still down about 10 million jobs since February, with the nationwide jobless rate at 6.9%. It will take a lot of time and work to keep the recovery going. Goldman Sachs, in a report over the weekend... Economist Joseph Briggs predicted the unemployment rate will decline to 6.6% by year end, but full employment on economic term used by the Federal Reserve to signify a healthy job market won't be achieved until mid-2024, just in time for the president to seek re-election. Or, well, they're talking about Biden. By the end of 2024, Briggs expects the unemployment rate to be at 3.9% above the pre-pandemic level, but still healthy. And CNN Business, America added 638,000 jobs last month, but it's still down 10 million. So 10 million is a big number. This is the number they're talking about. I just want to let y'all know it's not just, you know, it's everybody. You know, white collar, blue collar, restaurant industry, actors, Sylvester Stallone to auction some of his most prized watches. In December, CNBC. Sylvester Stallone is auctioning off some of his most prized watches. Watches, Wow. On the 12th. Including two that became famous in his movies. The Academy Award, Award nominated actor known for his action roles in Rocky and Rambo is a longtime watch collector. He will be selling five trophy watches at a December 12th event held by Philip Auctions in association with 
Bax and Russo, Box and Russo, who knows? Quote, over several decades, he has assembled a truly remarkable collection by some of the most important watchmakers of our day. End quote. This is Paul Boutros, who's the head of Watches Americas for Philips. Rather than focus on traditional brands like Rolex or Petit Philippe, Stallone has been prominent collector of more contemporary brands like Panerai, 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 and Richard Mill. The five watches he plans to auction include four Richard Mill watches and one Panerai. Panerai. Stallone was especially fond of the Richard Mill timepieces, which are known for their cutting-edge technology. Blah 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 blah. He's broke. He needs some money. It's all bad. You know. Movies ain't doing too well. Box offices. CNBC. Dollar rises again as markets adjust to vaccine hope and higher yields. Hope. Hopes. Hopes. Man, look, I wish my money, you know, I wish my wealth could increase every time I hope something happens. This is amazing. You know, think of it. Think about it. Just think about what I just said. The U.S. dollar rose and the safe haven yen weekend again today as the markets continue to adjust to higher interest rates and prospects for economic growth. Following news on Monday of encouraging results for a coronavirus vaccine. The euro fell to its lowest level against the dollar in a week as yields on U.S. bonds rise compared to the those um, on European bonds. And the New Zealand dollar soared. Blah, blah, blah. Quote, this is a huge change from what we've seen over the past few months. The increase we've seen in U.S. yields could be a really important inflection point for seeing the equity dollar relationship to evolve end quote this is nelson who's nelson eric nelson macro strategist at wells fargo securities <laughs> i love my questions i answer right away people are taking a little more prescriptive approach to the vaccine the news is undoubtedly positive but of course we need to delve into a detail and think about the ramifications of the whole process this is jeremy stretch Head of G10FX strategy at CIBC Capital Markets, who went on to say, quote, we need to remember that this is a vaccine which is unproven in terms of certification, end quote. Yeah, man, hopes and dreams. You ain't even certified when you're out here banging. Gold climbs as focus returns to loose monetary policy, CNBC. Gold rose 1% following the sharp slide in the last session as focus returned to the likelihood of more monetary stimulus to retrieve gold global sorry, to revive a global economy still reeling from the pandemic. Central banks are unlikely to change their accommodative stance in the near term to medium term as it will take time for vaccine deployment and a pickup in growth, inflation, and labor market. This is Lachlan, Lachlan Shaw, Lachlan, Lachlan. That's that's an interesting name, man. This is head of commodity research and national Australia Bank, quote, if inflation expectations pick up as a result of increased economic activity from the vaccine, that should keep a lid on long U.S. real yields and be a supporting driver for Gizold, end quote. He didn't say gold. I mean, he didn't say Gizold. I threw that in there. You know, that was just me. That was me, y'all. That was me. Wall Street Journal. Banks in Europe face potential $1.7 trillion pandemic cliff. A wave of bad loans could overwhelm lenders when government rescue packages end. This is what I'm watching. I'm paying attention to stuff like this. European banks say they are doing just fine during the pandemic, but regulators and bank executives are concerned about the elephant in the room, which is 
a wave of bad loans that could overwhelm lenders when government rescue packages packages. (laughs) And the economies of Europe plunged this year and the fresh lockdowns in many countries are weighing on nascent recoveries. Yet the unprecedented levels of government and financial sector support, including repayment moratoriums, sometimes covering a quarter of all outstanding loans, have kept the lid on markets, but they are soon to expire. Ire. Ire. $1.7 trillion is a lot of, a lot of bang bang. What do they call it? That's a lot of dry powder. We know these investors be calling it dry powder. I mean, look, man. All this jargon. So much jargon. A lot of jargon. I know I'm going fast. Um, I want to get to the solution. You know, I always, you know, problem, solution. You know, that's versus just problem, 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 problem. I like the problem, solution dance. Reuters, NASDAQ closes higher with technology stocks back in favor. NASDAQ closed up 2% today as investors switched back to technology stocks and away from economically sensitive, sensitive sectors as they weighed the vaccine progress against the virus surge and likely timing for an economic rebound. I'm going to move forward. That was it. Here we go. Oh, yeah. No, hold on. I don't want to talk about this yet. I don't want to talk about this yet. I don't want to talk about this yet. No, I don't want to talk about this yet. I'm talking about this. Wall Street. This is what I'm telling with y'all. I don't want to talk about this yet. <laughs> My bad. I do want to talk about this one first. Reuters.com. EV Baker Rivian to start taking pre-orders for electric pickups and then SUVs. Here comes this. These electric vehicles are coming, y'all. Electric vehicle startup Rivian said on Wednesday, which is today, it would begin taking pre-orders for its electric pickup and SUV with the deliveries for both electric vehicles scheduled for next year. The launch editions of the electric R1T pickup, R1S SUV were priced at $75,000 and $77,500 respectively with a 300-mile range on both vehicles. That's also with y'all hear about this BMW iX. Man, they got this SUV BMW. You know, look, man, y'all should check that out. I, I like BMWs, bro. I think them things is nice, but um, yeah, they got the you know the electric. You know, hey, what you gonna do? I think it's interesting. You know, self driving is interesting, but it's also very disruptive. It's gonna be very disruptive to labor markets. This you know, autonomous stuff. Okay, so here's where we get into this, and we talking about what will you do when currency goes digital? You know, I appreciate you. Even though I'm a, I'm still gonna read from a you know a, an article a little bit, and then we're gonna get into this. But you know, people really like Bitcoin. I like Bitcoin, not as much as gold and silver, but I like Bitcoin. But you know, the security of it is really it really you know hey. I don't know. And people were like, well, it's not trackable. The government can't track it. I don't and never did believe that. I knew that they were studying it back in the day. Um, I remember they gave billions of dollars. It was uh, $7 billion to develop the Fed coin. And this was in 2016. 
2016, when most people had never even heard of Bitcoin yet, you know, at the World Economic Forum in um, Davos, Switzerland, uh, Nobel Prize winning economist Joseph Stiglitz declared that the U.S. could and should move to a digital currency and get rid of the, of the currency, uh, paper currency. Um, U.S. Treasury in 2015, the Treasury Secretary Larry Summers declared that it was time to kill, kill the $100, $100 bill, saying that it would reduce crime. U.S. government had been rigorously studying Bitcoin for two years. So they were studying Bitcoin since 2014, 2013. I knew this. And people were like, oh, this blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, man. All right. National Science Foundation, um, which was a U.S. government agency that supports and funds research, awarded $3 million to three U.S. universities for cryptocurrency research in 2016 or 2015. Uh, it was Cornell University, uh, University of Maryland, and the University of California, Berkeley. Uh, but was it Elaine Shi? I'm sorry, I'm going through notes real quick. Elaine Shi uh, was addressing the pain points, quote, pain points attributed to Bitcoin and other existing networks. Quote, we believe that our research can help establish cryptocurrency as a prominent research area and make a big impact in shaping the future of financial transactions and e-commerce, end quote. This was in 2015. Pretty sure it's 2015. I'm going off memory, even though I was like writing notes for this. I, I, I'm a super nerd. I read a lot. I'm a, I'm a super. I'm, you know, I'm so. I'm seeker of truth. I'm reading a lot. I'm, I'm doing a lot of research. I'm a super duper nerd. You may think I'm cool, duper nerd, caduplers. So you know, I'm, I'm taking notes. But um, I remember specifically. Congress um, gave seven billion dollars so what do they do with this funding the U.S. Marshal Service knows how to sell Bitcoin the IRS knows how to tax Bitcoin Federal Reserve was working on copying it to get rid of cash Thanks to a new technology called blockchain, the government will have the ability to protect their new FedCoin against counterfeiters. This I'm reading and I'm reading again from this article in 2016. It's from MoneyWise411. It's called, what is it called? U.S. government awards seven billion to develop new FedCoin. This is from 2016. And the crucial reason as to why the U.S. will develop its own FedCoin: nearly all governments, not just the U.S have made it clear they are not fans of anonymous cash transactions. Many countries already have restrictions on cash transactions, and the U.S. government would love the prospect of having every transaction collected in a centralized database. Which brings me to what I'm going to, you know, when we're jumping into, you know, what, what will you do when currencies go digital? Well, I drop my, I drop my silver. Wall Street Journal. Justice Department seizes $1 billion of Bitcoin tied to Silk Road website. If you are not familiar with the Silk Road website, it is a website that was on the dark web. If you're not familiar with the dark web, it is unregistered in what you call it, 
websites that exist, but, you know, you can't find them through Google and stuff like that. But, you know, they exist. There's all types of stuff. You can do a YouTube search for the, what is the dark web, and there's all types of stuff that will tell you what the dark web is. The bottom line, this was a website that was on the dark web. You can buy, pretty much buy anything, anything. And you think about it, you can buy it off there. I knew people that was buying. I never did it. I knew people that was grabbing stuff. Just, man, it was crazy. But in their studying this Bitcoin, they've been, the government has been studying cryptocurrencies for, I would say, about a decade. I would say. Probably more. Probably more. But now that they know how to seize it. So is it really is it really anonymous? And people are like, oh, Bitcoin is anonymous. Man, if the Fed, if the Justice Department can seize $1 billion in Bitcoin tied to the Silk Road, then you got to understand, let me put this in perspective for you. All right? You're talking about the dark web. It, look, not just anybody knows about the dark web. Not just anybody knows how to put up a website on the dark web and let it operate for as long as this guy allowed it to operate. He went by the moniker, the Dread Pirate Roberts, by the way. But he operated. So you're telling me that this dude who's obviously good with security or knows somebody who's good with security and stuff didn't try to secure his Bitcoin? I'm saying, though. It's like, he probably did. I'm sure he did. But they snatched the rule. The U.S. Department of Justice officials seized more than $1 billion of Bitcoin. Bitcoins and other digital currencies this week that have been associated with the Silk Road online drug bazaar, the largest seizure of cryptocurrency in the agency's history. What's the date on this joint? November 5th, 2020. This is what, last week? 69,000 seized Bitcoins once belonged to Silk Road founder, Ross Olbert, the Justice Department said in a statement Thursday, Mr. Olbert was convicted in 2015 of distributing narcotics and money laundering and sentenced to life in prison. That was in 2015. They're just now announcing that they seized the Bitcoins. I'm thinking it took them a while, but they had incentives. What is Man, what is the government doing with a billion dollars? Look, man, look, I don't, I don't know how you feel about it. I know how, I know how Ron Paul feels about it. Y'all know who Ron Paul is, that, that senator, Senator Ron Paul, Ron Paul Institute for Peace and Prosperity, RonPaulInstitute.org, FedCoin. Some Congress members get their way. The Federal Reserve may soon be able to track many of your purchases in real time. And share that information with government agencies. This is just one of the problems with the proposed digital dollar or Fed coin. This is a senator. He, I don't know if he's still a senator. I know he was. I'm, I'm pretty sure he still is. But I don't pay too much attention to the United States government. But Fed coin was initially included in the first coronavirus spending bill. While the proposal was dropped from the final version of the bill, there is still great interest in Fed coin on Capitol Hill. Some progressive have embraced Bitcoin as a way to provide Americans with universal basic income. I'm telling you, both the Senate Banking Committee and the House Financial Services Committee held hearings on Fedcoin in June. Did you know this? This is the first step toward making Fedcoin a reality. Fedcoin would not be an actual coin. Instead, it would be a special account created and maintained for each American by the Federal Reserve. Each month, Fed federal employees could tap a few keys on a computer and bingo. Each American would have dollars added to his Federal Reserve account. This is the 21st century equivalent of throwing money from helicopters. Helicopter Ben, Ben Bernanke, Fed coin could affect 
private cryptocurrencies. Also, it would limit the ability of private citizens to protect themselves from the Federal Reserve cause decline in the dollar's value. And this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. See, now you can you can you can purchase gold and silver right now with cash. There's a lot of things you can do with cash right now. You think that's going to continue? A lot of people waiting like, "Oh, I got time. I got time." Okay. All right. Bitcoin will not magically increase the number of available goods and services. What it would do is drive up prices. The damage this would do to middle and lower income Americans would dwarf any benefit they receive from their monthly gift from the Fed. The rise in prices could lead to Congress regularly increasing Fed coin payments to Americans. These increases would cause prices to keep rising even more until we face hyperinflation and a dollar crisis. Of course, we are already on the path to an economic crisis thanks to the Fed. Fed coin will hasten and worsen the crisis. Fed coin poses a great threat to privacy. The Federal Reserve could know when Fed coin is used, who is using it, and what they use it for. The information could be shared with government agencies such as the FBI or the IRS. Ah, the government could use the ability to know how Americans are spending Fed coin to limit our ability to purchase goods and services disfavored by politicians and bureaucrats. I mean, and this is a this is a senator saying this, y'all. RonPaulInstitute.org. Anyone who doubts this should recall the Obama administration's Operation Choke Point. Operation Choke Point involved financial regulators alerting banks that dealing with certain businesses such as gun stores would put the banks at reputational risk and could subject them to greater regulation. Is it so hard to believe that the ability to track purchases would be used in the future to discourage individuals from buying guns, fatty foods or tobacco, or from being customers of corporations whose CEOs are not considered, quote, woke by the fault police? FedCoin could also be used to encourage individuals to patronize green businesses, thus fulfilling Fed Chair Jerome Powell's goal of involving the Fed in the fight against climate change. FedCoin could threaten private cryptocurrencies, increase inflation, and give government new powers over our financial transactions. FedCoin will also speed up destruction of the fiat money system. Whatever gain FedCoin may bring to the average American, Average Americans will come at a terrible cost to liberty and prosperity. This is Ron Paul. Y'all know who Ron Paul is? Senator Ron Paul? The senator? That senator guy. Is this going to happen? I I do believe it is. What do I see happening? I see another lockdown. More unemployment, people becoming desperate, very desperate, to the point where they'll do whatever. I got to sign some paper with the paperwork with the Federal Reserve to get my my money, whatever. I don't care. I can only spend it at certain spots until the system gets up and running. I don't care as long as it's at the grocery store. It will incentivize landlords to get Fed coin wallets in order to get their rents. It's going to incentivize. Uh, Companies and corporations to get Fed coin wallets in order to pay their employees. It's going to happen pretty quick, I think. There's already, you know, Walmart's, Targets, Sam's Clubs that have those self-checkout stations that only accept credit. They don't accept any type of cash. The the big push right now is, you know, the pandemic. Six feet. 
Um, am I? Do I think it's a pandemic? Do I think it's a pandemic? I don't think it matters. What I think matters is is the aversion that is developed to cash transactions, and people are accepting it, kind of like a nudge. Do I think the fan coin will be implemented? Absolutely. Do I think it's going to break all types of privacy? Absolutely. One hundred percent. Freeze accounts. Institute inflationary policies instantaneously. Instantaneously, excuse me. This is going to be, you know, what is going to be the power of this new digital system? I saw in the um, world, what is it? The world, the World Economic Forum, World Health. I, I don't remember, man. IMF. I've been on so many of these because I've been reading all this stuff. So I can fully understand and recognize what you know what's popping. And I saw there was a quote, you know, we can't, what do you say? I'm, I'm going to paraphrase it. There was a quote, though. One of those people that be up in one of those spots, you know, with their nose all in the air, talking about we can't, we can't rely on people to make the right decision based off of um, incentives. The, the transition to this new green initiative and, you know, whatever they're talking about, this, this globalization 4.0, 2.0, whatever. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You can check out the old shows and, and check out what I'm talking about. But, you know, the transition, it, it must it must be painful. There, there, there must be pain in order for the transition to go the way they want it to go. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, and that's not word for word what it said. But that was my, you know, my comprehensive interpretation of what what I read. You got the International Monetary Fund, Monetary Fund calling for a great reset. You got globalization. What is it? I did a show on it. It was a while ago, though, wasn't it? You got the what is it? Uh, the Prince H H R H, His Royal Highness, the Prince William. He, he's ta- he's talking about it. And it, you know, it's behind climate change. It's behind pandemic. It's behind. You know, I was doing some research. There's uh, changes in uh, sun cycles, the sun cycle, to where there's going to be shorter and there has been becoming shorter growing seasons. So, you know, a lot of fear is going to be used. A lot of desperation, but I see this coming. You know, I definitely see this coming. And, you know, not only inflation, I mean, look, they can, then then you got, okay, you got the Fed wallet, right? Now, let's say the Fed wallet has to be maintained at, you guessed it, uh, a national bank branch, so such as like a Chase or a Wells Fargo or something. And then the Wells Fargo, they're saying, okay, well, there's negative interest rates. So there's, there's, there's what do they call them? What are they doing now? Monthly service fees which I call negative interest rates. Crazy. And which basically is if you don't have what, $1,500, $2,500 in the account. And it's not like at one time, it has to be on average or something. If you don't have this amount of money in the account or you don't swipe the debit card so many times, they charge you $10 or $15 and then they charge a paper statement fee of $5. It's, to me, I, you know, look, 
You call it what you want. But let's say, you know, there's, there's some sort of maintenance fee to maintain the Fed coin wallet, too. You know, we, we had to upgrade our server room or whatever they're going to say. You know, they're going to say something silly. And then, boom, you know, oh, we're going to institute negative interest rates. And, you know, before you can even go spend some money, it's gone. I just think I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, this crypto stuff, it's, it's, it's going to be a necessary, what I call it, consider evil problem right all right i think that's been articulated pretty well i I hope it has been one second is there any gonna be anything you can do about it no check india what they do they what they demonetized their their most common bills in their currency. I think it was the equivalent of the fifty dollar bill and the twenty dollar bill in our currency. Demonetized it pretty much overnight and told people you have what they say you have like a week or two weeks to deposit your cash into an official account. Otherwise, it's not going to be worth anything. Which means. Nobody's going to take it because they can't deposit it in their accounts. So the currency is worthless. It caused a big problem. It was a few years ago. Uh, Cyprus. Cyprus a few years ago. They did the bail-ins. Right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Anybody? The bail-ins. And this is when this is what woke me up, y'all. This woke me up right here. Because they had a they had a crisis in Cyprus. And they had, I don't know what it was, man. Don't get me talking. But all I know is I was watching the news. And what was they were doing? They was only allowing people to take out, what was it, 60 euro a day or something crazy. I don't know. Somebody correct me if I'm tripping. But it was like 60 euro a day is all they can take out of their accounts, man. And the banks were closed, so they just had the ATMs. And there was lines of people. At these ATMs on this news feed I was watching, right? What broke me, what broke me, it was like, whoa, which really shook me up. It was like, man, I need to double down on this education with the foundation. Was that what it appeared to be? I was looking at what appeared to be Europeans in line. It wasn't Africans or so-called Africans, you know. It wasn't, you know, some some so-called um, Arabs. It wasn't, you know, some some Somalian country. No, nah, man, it was some year. It was your what I what appeared to be to look like Europeans. Like, oh man, oh oh. And when I when I started seeing stuff affect them, but you know, I also realized, you know, there's hoods for us, and then there's trailer parks and stuff. Now, so I get that. I get the correlation and stuff. You know, it's all an illusion. But man, when it came to the bread, you talking about a European country? India is one thing. I don't know. It just really shook me up to where I'm like, I don't trust this stuff. And that's why I'm always talking about, you know, we don't save in currency. We save in real money. What's the solution? A lot of people be like, what is the solution? Some people may say there is no solution. I'd beg to differ to anybody. In any way expressing that there is no solution. It's not cool. 
You know, it doesn't look good, does it? Y'all know what I'm say, right? <laughs> what if the person that is the owner of the account is not an individual? It's not an LLC. You know, it doesn't, you know, it's not set up using a state issued birth certificate and a, you know, federal social security number or, you know, it's not even set up with a state issues articles of organization or articles of organize, uh I'm sorry, certificate of organization. And a, you know, a federal issued EIN. What, what if the, you know, what if the person that is the owner of the account is not an individual but a trust that does not owe its existence to legislation? I mean, there's a lot of, you know, policies that can be instituted and so on and so forth, right? When it comes to tracking, we're going to be tracking every transaction. It's going to be right there. Right there, because they're going to be able to pull it up on a screen. How do you feel about entering this new whatever's coming with the same status that you have, using the same things that you've been using that have been giving you the results that you've been receiving? How do you feel about that? I don't feel like, nope, nope, mm-mm, not happening, nope, thanks, nah, blah, blah, back it up. I have no intention whatsoever any type of individual Fed coin account. No. Am I am I happy about what's coming? Absolutely not. But if if we're being realistic, debit cards, checking accounts, you know, credit cards, the stuff's already being tracked. The only way we're not being tracked is through cash. They demonetize cash, you better have some silver and gold. Otherwise, all your stuff is public. But can any state pass any law impairing the obligation of contract? Do y'all understand that the United States is the state? You ever heard them say that fifty the fifty states and the District of Columbia? Maybe like the State Department. The State Department. Y'all know that's a state over there, right? That state can't pass. I don't care if it's an executive order. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's Congress or not. You can't pass any law impairing the obligation of a contract. There's nothing that, that can be done to get away from this short of straight up barbarianism. You know what I mean? Like straight up war. But, you know, these are the principles that this, this whole entire thing was built on. The principles of the laws of contract. There's nothing that can be done, in my opinion, from my studies, that can diminish a private estate in any way, shape, or form in the public. There's nothing that can be done in the public. Any diminishment of the private estate originates within the private estate through its improper administration, through the improper substantiation, through lack of arm's length dealings, co-mingling, 
not properly executing the contract, not substantiate. There, you know, there's there's always going to be something which invites the issue. Whatever issue it is, it it was invited. They're like the vampires, you know, they got. Can I come in? You know, you got to invite them in. And how do you do this? You, it's through the way that we do business. It's through the way that we we set up commercial accounts and transact commercially through whatever entity we are ignorantly and stubbornly using. And people are like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like this, like this stuff that we talk about here on the foundation is part of some sort of fantasy series paperback that you can order. And every Wednesday there's a new chapter in the series and it's just, it's so exciting. It's, it's so entertaining. And I understand that, but we are running out of time. You cannot say, you will not be able to say that you weren't told that, that so didn't say, you, you won't be able to say that. We're running out of time. Now, do you lose privacy? Somewhat, sure. Bottom line is, is the control, okay? I mean, privacy, does it really exist in this day and age? Now, what is private, though? Private is really dealings that are not subject to inspection or official inspection. It might be eavesdropping on your phone. It might be, you know, checking your accounts or something. But what can they do about it? Well, it depends on how you are structured. Let's just be honest. The difference between an account currency or money, quote, in an account being seized versus it being the account being frozen pending the proper litigation. It's all about the structure. It's all about the jurisdiction. Bitcoin is coming. There's nothing, there's nothing none of us can do about it. You know, um, all this stuff is going digital. Give it five to six years. I would say, what is this? And by 2025, y'all, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be so different. The, the, the entire, you know, global economic landscape. I mean, I'm not even getting into how, what is it, like 80-something trillion dollars has to be rolled over from sulfur to the, I mean, from the LIBOR, which is the London interbank rate to the sulfur, which is the secured overnight. I don't remember, man, which is a whole different benchmark. It's got like 80 some trillion has to be rolled over by 2021 or something like that. Y'all can look into SOFR. S-O-F-R. Just search for it. S-O-F-R L-I-B-O-R. You'll find it. You'll be like, what? And if you find someone who knows what to talk about and understands the concept of, man, how do you do this? Is this, and then they only have, and it's 2020. They're talking about 2021. I think it's like January 25th or something. It's really soon. Like January 25th is a big date. 2021. 
and they only have allocated, I think, seventeen trillion or something. It's crazy. It's a really small number. That, yo, <laughs> you're running out of time. Yo, hey, gotta hurry up. It's one of those dances. I don't know. But I mean, I'm not even talking about that. But things things are gonna be so different. It's when, look, you only have so much time. You only have so much time. Am I trying to free people out? No. I'm trying to motivate you. You know? Put the fire under that booty. Because this stuff is coming. There's nothing nothing any of us can do about it. Um, I don't think you understand the full implications of what's happening. There may be a possibility that I don't understand the full implications. But... If you're going to, there's going to be only a small number, a small amount of people who can barter, you know, when this stuff goes digital, (laughs) it's going to be a very small area and the velocity of that barterable, you know, you know, or exchangeable assets or whatever may be faster or may be slow you know um, especially you're dealing with assets you know assets have a tendency to move and be held by strong hands out of weak hands and you know let's say let's say we set up you know a little a little you know local or you know maybe even regional or even let's say a little baby national economy dealing with gold and silver let any of these banks get wind that we got an economy dealing with gold and silver they're going to come and buy all the gold and silver out of the economy and how are they going to do that i mean it, there's really nothing to offer you know very uh large large prices for you know any of The you know the real money in the system. I mean, there's, there's someone out there that's gonna be like, oh yeah, okay, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that, and then be like, where where's where's the system? And I'm I'm kind of digressing, but what I'm saying is is there's really no choice. I don't I don't really see any choice. And people are like, oh, so L, you an agent? You trying to get everybody into the digital wallet? The Fed coin, whatever. I'm trying to get you to get your private trust to get the Fed coin wallet, and you not to. That's and you have a a private contractual relationship with that trust that cannot be impaired, defined, or controlled by the state legislation in the state courts. That's that's all I'm trying to do. Or you can sit there and be broke. If you got a business, you're going to have to take FedCoin. You offer goods and services, you're going to have to take FedCoin. If you if you work for an employer, you're going to have to accept FedCoin at some point. You think they're, they're making this something for this? You think they're making this stuff for no reason? Like some sort of experiment or something? No. 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 Oh. Now, what is this going to do? 
this is going to create a gray and or black market. It's going to automatically, you know, increase the gray and black market price of assets and goods, you know, so on and so forth. A lot of black market and gray market stuff is going to, there may, there may be a new um, type of valuable currency that, you know, is established in, you know, inner cities of America. So, you know, whatever, who knows? It may be gold and silver. It may be something else. It may be some type of other cryptocurrency, you know? So, you know, transactions can be, Executed outside the purview of the government. There's no way they're going to get their hands on everything. I'm sure it's going to be highly illegal. And. Socially unacceptable at that point. Everybody dealing outside of the Fed coin is a criminal. They're selling drugs and trafficking children. What the, you ain't got nothing to hide. Why you want to hide it? See where I'm going with this? <clears throat> and you probably just trying to get some, buy some milk, man, without, you know, just exercise your right to privacy, man. I'm trying to grab some milk. Now I'm a criminal. It's going to push a lot of people on the further fringes of society. The opt-out, you know, the quote, woke people. Like, nah, son, nope, I'm good. Nope, I'm good. So what's your option? What's your option? Are you and your family able to be to be and operate and function outside of this commercial system? Be honest. Be serious. Be Being private. Number one is about being responsible. Number two is about being accountable. Number three is about being 100% liable. So I know, you know, that we got this, uh, this, this private fairy tale with the sprinkles and glitter. But realistically, do you know a trade? Do you have a business? Do you have a quality good or service? Can, can you really sever your dependence on the public? No, it's gonna take some time, man. It might take it might take a generation. It might take two generations to fully transition your family private. What are you gonna do in the meantime? Is it responsible to get out of the public when you're not ready? What if you have children? What if what if you have a job, right? And you got pension or you, you got some four oh one K. You you what if what if you have a disability? You got disabled. And you get disability. What if you're a disabled vet getting payments? What if you're collecting Social Security? What are you going to do? And in these situations, what, you're going to turn down the Fed coin wallet? No, no, I don't want my Fed coin wallet. I'm finna, I'm finna let this go, blah, 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 blah. What? Oh, you know, I'm private, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I, I respect where you're coming from. I really do. But I also respect your life and your energy. You put a lot of energy and life into 
That's why you're getting you have benefits coming back to you because of what you put into it. You're just gonna turn away from your benefits. Well, yeah, I'm private. Okay. Uh, these these are personal choices to everyone. Anyone telling you what you should do and you ain't private and if you got a job and man, look. I never understood someone talking and telling someone else about them. I never really understood that. You like, oh man, if you got a job, you ain't private. What? That's not true. Of all private estates, not every heir, not every beneficiary of the family is going to work for the family business, man. Not every heir or beneficiary of the family is going to be interested in being a trustee of the estate, man. What do you think they do? Go fishing? Nah, man, there's wealthy individuals of wealthy families that are in the public. But, yo, private family foundations, you heard of those? Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Zuckerberg Foundation. Individuals can donate up to 30% of their adjusted gross income to a private charity, which is what a private family foundation is. It's a private charity. And receive a charitable deduction. Now, this isn't legal advice. I'm not, you know, I'm not a tax attorney. I don't give legal advice, but hey, it's from what I understand. Now, do you think the elite in this country who are private, who know how to do this dance, do you think that they're going to suddenly not set up Bitcoin wallets for their private family foundations, for their private family trusts, for their business trusts, for their asset trusts? Do you think they're... You think they're scared? You think I'm scared? You think I'm scared of Fed coin? I know what Fed coin is. I know exactly what it is. You think I'm scared of it though? No. Do you think I'm gonna be adamantly against setting up trust Fed coin wallets? Absolutely not. No. Why? Because I understand the position and the validity of that trust contract entity. I understand how to enforce it and how to substantiate its existence as well as the proper administration and substantiation of the entity. And it doesn't matter what type of currency is being used. No state can pass any law impairing an obligation or contract. And what do we use these Fed coin wallets for? What do you use your checking account for? To sustain yourself and your family. You have monthly bills, so-called bills every month, you know, food and gas bill and, you know, electricity and, you know, it's the same thing. We apply the same principles. We do treat the Fed coins as cash. Do we save in Fed coins? No, because we do not save in cash. Why would we save in Fed coins? Same thing as a business. A business pays its uh, expenses and pays its shareholders. Then it gets some more income. And it, it does it over and over again. Most businesses don't sit on a bunch of cash unless they're very, 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 very large businesses. Cash comes in, cash goes out. Cash comes in, cash goes out. Same thing with the Fed coins. Fed coins don't come in, Fed coins go out. Fed coins come in, Fed coins come out. Now look. So. So you telling me 
that once we go to this Fed coin, I can't buy gold and silver? It's not what I'm saying. Well, how would I buy the gold and silver? Do what you trust. I would say with the family trust. Food, clothing, shelter, education, health care, retirement services. Hold a meeting of the board of trustees and determine that gold and silver will be included and make up a portion of each trustee's and beneficiaries' retirement services according to the contract indenture. Rewind it if you need to. Download it and rewind what I just said. Boom. An amendment, a resolution amended to the contract becomes part of the contract. No state can pass any law impairing an obligation to the contract. So, yeah, use your Fed coin. Buy some gold and silver. So what? We know that you got gold and silver. I don't have any gold and silver. Yes, you do. We saw that's not me. And if you're saying it's me, you're trying to say that I, you know, misappropriated funds from the trust that's against the contract. I would not breach my fiduciary duty. The trust does have some Fed coins. The distribution payment of such will be determined by the Board of Trustees according to the contract indenture. From what I understand, the trust makes its purchases. Will the trust buy some gold? Hey, well, look. Well, I need to know, will you, I would like you to reduce that into writing. And I will, I will forge, I will bring your request to the next meeting of the Board of Trustees. And they, the Board of Trustees will determine or not whether there will be a response. It doesn't matter. Gold, silver, fiat, fed coins, doesn't matter. The validity of the trust entity is not to be questioned. If it exists, was created and executed in a superior jurisdiction, a commercial jurisdiction, then I don't care what type of currency or unit of monetary value is being used in that inferior jurisdiction. I know people are freaking out. And if you were freaking out, I wanted to tell you this. I wanted to let you know, you know. Yeah, it's all bad. It's, it's whack. It's totally, it's, it's whack. Fedcoin, not happy about it. But am I going to run away from it? Nah, like a little, little baby. Ah, scared. I'm scared. No. We're in the information age. A trust contract, a trust created under the right to contract from the common law is very elastic more elastic than any other type of entity that exists elastic meaning it can change its purpose it can change its mission it can change its business it can, man look the, the board of trustees can amend a trust for it to do anything and there's no body that can say otherwise oh your trust can't you can't do that with a trust what trust is a person a legal person when the legal definition of person includes a trust <laughs> a corporation and an individual so you know hey I'm not freaking out about Fedcoin I don't like it but I'm not freaking out why because I'm properly structured my family's properly structured it's not, it's not a big deal it's not at all worst case scenario get the Fedcoin with you know Pass it 
to the business trust. <laughs> I'm just gonna drop some some jewels real quick. Passes the business trust. Boom. Business trust converts it into real money, and then the business trust passes it to its beneficiary. According to the contract indenture, that's the obligation of the business trust before disbursing it to the beneficiary. You can put that in the contract, amend it according to the board of trustees. The power's in the contract. I can't tell y'all enough. It's time to do business in your new name. <laughs> it's time to get ready because this thing is coming. The public is locking down. You're not going to be able to get out. You're not going to be able to get out. Not gonna be able to get out. I I plan on having you know the the accounts already in place when the when the stuff trans you know it, when it transfers <clears throat> when they start instituting FedCoin wallets and stuff like that it's just gonna be an option to add on to the trust accounts. I'm not looking to implement anything new after that. I'm looking to, you know, have what is already set up transaction transition with into this new system, whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know. And you know, I'm I'm not gonna have the responsibility on me that due to ignorance or lack of understanding with regards to what's really going on the foundation of commerce itself and trust law in the reduction of status quality of life or ability of my family and I think you know It's, it's, it's my responsibility as a trustee of my family estate to ensure that there are multiple and as many as necessary mediums by which the estate can grow in wealth and in assets and to reduce the ability to acquire funds, currency, assets, whatever by not having at least one trust account that's associated with a Fed coin wallet would be in my opinion irresponsible on my behalf it would be detrimental to the private estate and it would be me entertaining my personal uh, perception and opinion with regards to you know Fed coins and bitcoins and all this other stuff when how I feel about it personally doesn't matter. It's all about the growth and the benefit of my private estate. So I invite you, you know, to email me admin at <laughs> admin at welcome to the foundation dot com. I you know, I don't mean to laugh, I'm not laughing at anyone. It's going down, y'all. This is happening fast, and most people paying attention to other things, you know. And I'm sitting here talking about this, and people talking about COVID and, and pandemics and you know whatever. And ooh, 
ooh, this and that, retail apocalypse. Yeah, I'm talking about it. I'm definitely talking about it. But I wax poetic more about nothing else. Nothing. Now, when it comes to setting up your private estate through private contractual trust entities and, and learning, learning how to properly administer that and teaching it so you can create multi-generational wealth. 300 years. Once your family wealth gets to 300 years, that's called dynastic wealth. Dynastic. You know, the, the, the Ming dynasty, the Qin dynasty, different dynasties in the, you know, the pharaohs of Egypt. Dynastic wealth is 300 years. That's the goal. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to be there. But you can do your best to ensure that your heirs and descendants have all the tools necessary to add on to what you began with regards to your private family estate and your private family wealth. So, admin at welcome to the foundation.com. Trustee training is in full effect. We just started a new session. It's a great time to get in. It's a great time to start. I'm going to stream a little bit. we got about 60 seconds left in the broadcast. If you are listening online, you will need to call in unless you don't want to check out the rest of the, of the show. 563-999-3625. I don't even think the other number works anymore. But, yeah, I'll stream a little bit. But, yeah, what you going to do? What will you do when currency goes digital? Digital. Digital. What will you do? I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. And I know the Fed, I mean, look, FBI ain't, ain't, the Justice Department ain't jacking my feds, man. I mean, just jacking, jacking my feds. Might as well be. That's what I'm going to call them, feds. I'm calling all cryptocurrency feds from now on. Hey, man, you got some feds? <laughs> you over there trading feds? I'm clowning. I'm in a good mood, y'all. Definitely in a good mood. But yeah, Justice Department is not getting their hands on my Bitcoin. Got Bitcoin in your teeth? Bitcoin? Better grab that Bitcoin. Them Fed corns. You want some of them Fed corns? <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, I got to laugh. If it made you laugh, good. This is some serious stuff, man. <laughs> Ooh, some serious stuff. Kind of got me tripping. <clears throat> I hate, I I seriously, emphatically dislike seeing my people suffer, man. <laughs> it's one of my biggest pet peeves, and I can't, you can't save everybody, man. You can't. You ever been in a crowd of people? You ever been in a crowd of people and it was up? Probably not. It's some scary stuff, man. It's some, definitely some scary stuff, and it's like, man, it's gonna be the people who didn't, who didn't care, the people who weren't interested, the people who were trying to have fun, and who said that they were growing. They don't have to listen to anybody. It was, it's gonna be these people that we're gonna be need to be concerned about. It. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. 
I'm gonna be honest with y'all. And this universal basic income, that stuff's coming. And yes, it's gonna inflate the currency, which means it's gonna inflate the prices, which means y'all know. I know y'all go to the grocery store. If you told me, yeah, so I go to the grocery store and the eggs and the milk and and you know what I'm saying? The bread is all the same price. I wouldn't believe you. I'm like, fam, what grocery store are you going to? Where? You know, different costs, man. What's the cost? The cost of natural gas. The cost of water. What's your water bill looking like? If you own some property, what's your what's your, you know, what's your tax? Your property taxes looking like. <clears throat> mm-hmm. This stuff is coming. It's fat coin joint. Yep. 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 So, you know, the thing of it is is to, you know, have the proper structure and to have those structures own and hold real assets and true wealth. So as, you know, the value of these currencies and all this other stuff is depreciating, you know. Your family wealth is appreciating over time. You know, you can be deflation if you do it right. And it's not hard. It's not tough. It's you just gotta understand what's good, what's good, what's good, blah blah. Blah blah. I'm gonna go to the phone lines. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I feel like an OG. The foundation is an OG. So hell. What will you do when currency goes digital, man? Mm-mm-mm. Anybody that tells you you got to go private, you got to quit your job, I'm tired of hearing that. Anybody saying that, shame on you. Shame, shame. Shameful. You got to be ashamed of yourself. Everybody's past private and going private is different. And, you know, I feel like as long as you know that that's not you and that's not your name, you're just, you know, we're using it, may still be using it, had used it so long that you have equity in it. It's different. Than saying it's you, it's, yeah, it's me, it's mine, it's me. Uh, I have equity in that, it's not mine. And if so, do your dance. No one should, no one should make you feel bad about that. But you should definitely feel bad if you haven't exchanged your assets into a private trust. Because <laughs> what are you doing? What's going on? How dare thee? How dareth thine thou? Two one four. Two three seven five. Before I start clowning out, you know, start telling weird dad jokes and stuff. Two one four two three seven five. Peace. Which name were you calling from? Peace over to the day, Hey, what's up, fam? What's going on? Uh, not too much. You've been a difficult man to get in contact with. You been trying to call me? Yeah, we've been talking about insurance. Man, I ain't got no missed calls from you. you am I supposed to yeah. call you? What did I do? Yeah, did I mess up? Yeah, you hit me up with the info. It's all good. All right, man, I'm going to write it down. Let me get this piece of paper. You write this thing down. You in the bathroom? Sound like you in the bathroom. Man. I am, but that's just to be away from the fan. No, like, not doing that <laughs> nasty doing it. <laughs> He's like, oh, you just called me out on live, live radio. That's all good. Um, Call Day on Tay. All right, man. I'm going to call you tomorrow. All right. About the insurance. About about the insurance. About uh, the 
Insurance. Rants. CE. So you said something. Yeah, you said something about uh, dad jokes. So you got one, I got one. Oh, okay. I got, man, I got several. I mean, I love that stuff. You know, that's kind of, it's, it's kind of my thing. It's kind of my thing. But uh, yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. You first, man. <laughs> All right. What did the, uh, what did the ghost say to the workers at the apiary? What did the ghost say to the what? Workers at the apiary. At the apiary. Oh, yeah. I don't know. What's up? Booby. Booby. <laughs> oh. Name it. Wow. Booby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a dad joke. Yep. <laughs> that's a dad joke. Alright, alright, mine. My my turn. Uh, yeah. what did one casket say to the other casket? No idea. Is that you coffin? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, I got one more, and then I'm gonna get it. I'm stupid. He said, "Okay." <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, so there's two uh, muffins. You know, I'm in the baking game now. Two okay. muffins hanging out in the, the middle rack. Muffin one looks at muffin two and says, "Is it just me? Or is it hot in here?" Muffin two looks at muffin one and says, "Holy cow, we're talking muffins." Muffin 2 looks at Muffin 1 and says what? Holy cow, I'm talking muffins. Because <laughs> they're both talking. <laughs> Holy I'm cow, I'm talking muffins. Okay, okay, okay. Um, why are elevator jokes so good? They always lift you up. Cause they work on so many levels. Huh? Where did the that's crazy? Where did the general put his armies? Where? In his sleeveys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got, I got daughters, man. I be, they be like, stop! <laughs> they be getting mad. <laughs> I know, I do. Why don't cannibals eat clowns? Because <laughs> they taste funny. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All right, cool. All right, cool. You got any more? You got any more? Uh, I'm, I'm out. I'm away from my, my joke book. I, I had them all written down. Uh, you got to uh, run down. I got You got to have them on the, on the hip. You got to shoot from the hip with these things, you know? Hey, yeah, you shoot just have to. So give, give me a couple years. I'm new to this. <laughs> all right. All right, well, yeah. Anything else, man? I'll meet you tomorrow. What do you think uh, of the show? Yeah, I, it was a pretty good show. I got in a little bit late, uh, especially since we're not having an hour and a half of music intro. Uh, <laughs> yep, stop that. That's all done. Got tired of hearing y'all mouths. Just got tired of hearing y'all mouths. Y'all mouths. Clicky, clicky fingers. Clicky, clicky mouths. I'm just playing. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, it's true. Um, definitely want to get on and maybe even like throw something out for one of the next shows because it's been a while since you've done one. 
specifically about like the validity of contracts and you know the validity of trust not being able to be questioned and so on and so forth because after you got that initial you can kind of make it your own because that's what was that last thing to show up with uh, after you got your initial contract, your indenture, you know what I mean, your framework, then the board of trustees gets together and then they can kind of change it for whatever the purposes might be. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I just remember listening back to older shows when I was, you know, getting into this and getting hit the game about not really comprehending exactly what what is being said there. Okay. Maybe you could go into some more detail for some of the people that are thinking about getting in the game and, you know, what does it look like for them and how do they make it great? Like, how exactly does this impact me for, I think you said it was 300 years? Like, what what am I leaving for my family? Okay. My heirs, the ones that come after me. Because I know that was a little bit. I don't want to say confusing, but definitely convoluted up in there for me specifically. So there might be one other person out there listening, thinking the same thing. And the other thing, just definitely wanted to, you know, let those people know, especially those that are new into, you know, making their commitment to their family estate and for their heirs moving forward, you know, that trustee trainer really is a. it's a good it's a good building block to get you to go back over that information, but it also at least for me is giving me a lot of uh confidence in going to look stuff up and, and expanding my own comprehension of specifically the maneuverability of, you know, the the system of interrelated trusts. I don't feel like I'm giving giving up too much of the game if I were to say that. Yeah, no. All right, cool. And I guess I want to be a good one to end on. Appreciate it, man. Um, I really do. I will call you tomorrow, man. I wrote it down. I'm looking at it. All right, I got good. you. Thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate you. All right. Talk to you soon. Peace. Peace. All right. 314-9181. I'm going to go to the bottom right here. 314-9181. Peace. What's your name? Where you calling from? 9181. Area code is 314. Hit your mute button. Hit the one button with your face. 314 9181. Going once. Gone. That must be a sign. All right, y'all. I trust y'all were able to, you know, do your dance. You know, with the show. You know, just, uh, you know, I didn't try to go too deep in it. Not trying to hit you with the blah, blah every single. Every single week, I do just want to, you know, keep things at the front of your mind when it comes to what's coming down this pipeline. 
commercial activity. Um, you know, it's all about a quality good or service that you offer to the public, to, you know, people outside of your family, your immediate family and stuff like that for profit. And regardless of the medium of exchange, the monetary unit, currency units, whatever, you know, unless you can offer quality good or service, especially on the level of, you know, from your family, a family business or something like that, you're done. No, I, you know, I know a lot of people get caught up in the, the actual medium of exchange, you know, money, money of account versus money of exchange and it's fiat and blah, blah, whatever. You understand what it is, use it for what it is you, and don't use it for what it's not. That's why I always say we do not save in currency. We save in tangible assets, real money, constitutional money. Read the constitution. It says what was money. And, you know, it's not <clears throat> anything to be fearful of the future. It's just, you know, to be prepared. And that's, you know, what this is about. The foundation is, you know, mission is to reestablish, you know, the foundation. Foundational education with regards to, you know, structures and said commercial transactions utilizing said structures. And with that being said, I appreciate y'all checking out the show. I really do had a great time. I had a good I had a good time tonight. I don't know. It's kind of a serious serious topic, but I don't know. I guess I'm in a good mood. You know? You can email me email me admin at welcome to the foundation.com if you would like to set up, you know, a consultation, you want to get into trustee training. Uh admin at welcome to the foundation.com for you know, really any of your questions. Welcome to the foundation.com. You can Book a consultation from there. You can make a donation. You can get your, you know, free learn on in the PDF section, Foundation Trust Series 1 and 2, Passport No Social with Chris L, 1 and 2, Foundation Trust Primer, as well as Foundation Trust Series Part 3 is available. It's just not on the website. Email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. You want to get your hands on that. I highly suggest you do, you know, I was talking to someone earlier today, and I, you know, I, I always recommend you have more than one source of information, more than one mentor, especially if you can do more than one mentor on the same subject. You know, get get everything you can. You know, maybe hoard it, but actually use it and utilize it. You're responsible for creating your family library or recreating your family library. So you know. Don't be don't be scared. You know, get out there and get your do your dance. You know, get this information. And you know, if there's anything I can do to help you, help you transition, help you and your family transition to the private and protect your assets. You know, restructure your estate, help you get your LLC set up, help you set up your business credit, whatever it is. You know, I, I'm 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 willing and happy and honored to serve you and your family. So with that being said, y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Ten things you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night because that's important. It's very important. And I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that you can do it and understand that it takes time to change the way you think. And don't go so hard on yourself. But understand that you're running out of time to make the proper steps and moves to ensure 
that you and your family is going to come out on the other side of this blank blank and blah blah so you know I'm here for you I'm here to serve and uh, you know we applaud the beginner and uh, look forward to you know assisting you in your private transition so once again with that being said appreciate y'all love y'all y'all have a great week once again 10 things you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night don't forget it's important and I'll catch you next week here on the foundation on higher frequency radio network enjoy yourself I love y'all peace to the gods doing this thing all the way live high frequency radio Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.